0: Hello and welcome to Progressive Devilry. Today, we are going to start a series of videos we're calling Course Correction, where we root out misinformation pervasive in our local community. Many people don't know how to check up on the fibs and falsehoods bandied about online or in the media or they're too busy or disinterested to do the legwork. So in addition to uprooting misinformation, we'll show you how we found the facts we're presenting. Sometimes it's as easy as searching on Google. Other times it can be a little harder and involves the dreaded reading. Today, we are tackling something a bit convoluted because the target levies change depending on what we, the voters, have decided. The state school levies and the misinformation many of the challenging Wenatchee School Board candidates seem intent on spreading in order to drum up votes. I've seen at least one candidate lament the existence of the state school property tax, which they say goes to Olympia. They are implying that our taxes go directly into the pockets of the capital. While a portion of your taxes 31% goes to the state board to reallocate for schools, we get back more than we put in as a county. And I see a lot of F. Inslee bumper stickers out there, so sorry to disappoint. It does not go into his pocket, as the misinformation would have you believe. A $400,000 assessed value property is paying $1,235 per year for these two state levies, titled state school. That's only $103 a month of what you're already paying in property taxes. I found the formula on the Chelan County Assessor's yearly property tax summary. In 2021, the entirety of Chelan County is paying only $44.2 million into the state pool of funds for allocation. We are also paying only $36.7 million directly into our schools. Together, that's only just under $81 million. Now, that sounds like a lot, but do you want to know what we took in from the allocation just for the Wenatchee School District? $118 million. Though, according to the CFO of the Wenatchee School Board, because of low enrollment, they'll be only getting about $105 million this year. There are a total of six school districts in Chelan County, and we already exceeded the amount we put into the state fund with only one school district. That's including what we put in directly for just our schools in the county. For comparison, King County, one of the heaviest populated counties in the state, pays more than $2 billion into this fund and pays 1.8 billion directly into their own schools. So comparatively by county, our total contribution is a tiny drop in the bucket and we received way, way more than we contributed. So to answer the outlying question, in no way does your property taxes through the state school levies in Chelan County, go to Olympia. This candidate insinuates that it doesn't benefit our children, but lines the pockets of the senators and representatives at the Capitol. While the Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction, OSPI, is in Olympia, because that's the capital of our state, and they're in charge of the allocation, they don't funnel it outside of schools. I found all this information by doing a pretty basic Google search across the board. The hardest part was reading through the Chelan County Assessor's Yearly Property Tax Summary, which was tedious, but pretty easily found. If you didn't know how our school property taxes work, now you do. It's complicated and not as easily transparent as you would hope, but now you have the tools and resources to make others know as well. So please help out and correct anytime somebody says that money like this is going to Olympia, because... It's not, not in the way that they mean. Another set of course corrections we need to talk about today is one of the candidates running for Wenatchee School Board, uh, Matt Van Bogart, helpfully made a video regarding his views on sex education in schools. It encompasses a lot of the misinformation that is currently being spread, and it makes it really easy to respond to. So thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. You can find the video by searching his name on YouTube, though personally, I wouldn't give him the satisfaction of giving him more views. Matt has been a vocal opponent of inclusivity in our area recently, specifically regarding the trans student educational resources like the gender unicorn. Unfortunately, many of the other challenging candidates have hopped on their own little soapbox about this as well. So for me, it makes it easy to figure out who not to vote for. There are a few things that need to be course corrected in this video and his posts on Facebook because I think he doesn't understand a few key issues and I personally would like some clarification on things he's said. Uh, His statements are always purposefully vague, insinuating negative connotation where there are none. I've asked him myself respectfully on his posts to clarify things that he's said, but it ended up just getting me banned from his Facebook groups without an answer. A lot of the things in his YouTube video either need clarification regarding his meaning or are just obviously incendiary rhetoric to get people upset. Here's the first one I I, I want some clarification on.
1: First, let's start out by kind of outlining my philosophy. At a very root level, I believe that schools teach subjects and um, as well as academics and families teach life and in life lessons.
0: Well, yeah, Matt, that's kind of the point of school. You know what a subject is? Biology. Anatomy. The ridiculous class where you learn how to take care of an egg like it's a baby.
1: <laughs> and... From a fundamental, I guess, belief standpoint, um, I really believe that the school and the government, for for that matter, um, should not be involved in the sexualization of of our of our children.
0: What? Just what? Please tell me how are schools sexualizing our children? And be specific. You mentioned that all the resources are available to parents if they search for them. So please do. Do that yourself and tell me exactly what areas covered are sexualizing our kids. Because I have a hard time believing that teaching them the scientific name for penis and vagina are sexualization. But you know what's great? You can opt out.
1: It's now. Part of the legislation and part of, you know, the responsibility of Wenatchee School District is to allow for parents to opt their children out of this particular uh, 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 CSE, uh, Comprehensive Sexual Education. Now, I happen to believe that opt-out was a nice, I guess, uh, preamble that was put into this particular legislation that allows parents to to really opt their kids out of this type of uh, sexual education. What I believe and what I would push for as as a, as a school board member within Wenatchee School District would be to have the opposite. I believe parents should opt their children in.
0: You can't do that, Matt. Sorry. Literally not a part of the job description for school board. If you want to change state policy, then you need to run for state representative or senator. You could make a policy that sends out a letter to the parents with the description of what's being taught to remind them they can opt out. You're welcome for that idea, but I'm pretty sure it's already a part of the current school board's plan.
1: <laughs> Again, schools are responsible for teaching subjects and academics, not necessarily are, should be responsible for teaching life.
0: What does that even mean? Like, what is life to you? Or did you mean lifestyles? And what lifestyles are you talking about there, Matt? Because uh, I'm a little curious, really. <laughs> One where our kids understand what consent means or our teenagers know how to prevent an STI.
1: There's something else uh, that I want for, you know, this particular audience to look into if you haven't already, <clears throat> and it's a gender unicorn. You can search it on, on social media you can search it on google you'll find lots of information and content about the gender unicorn and you know the way that it's used to share specific ideas and ideals and in some cases ideologies to to young kids um, it is framed in such a way that it looks relatively innocent and benign uh, for young children um, but i don't believe that it has any place in our classroom
0: what are you saying the gender unicorn is promoting? You you tend to throw around a lot of words like ideology and indoctrination in your posts, except I don't think you understand what they mean. And if you do, then you know that you're using buzzwords to get people hyped. In case you aren't sure, let's talk about what ideology means. It's defined as a system of ideas and ideals, especially one which forms the basis of economic or political theory and policy. So are you saying that the gender unicorn is political? If that's the case, then what you mean is it goes against your ideology. The gender unicorn is not a theory. Trans and intersex people exist whether you want them to or not. So talking about their pronouns is a conversation starter. It's not a theory. And with the attraction bit of that particular resource, if you've ever asked a kindergartner whether or not they have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you're already teaching them about attraction. They understand that mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad whoever the parents are, like each other. Asking a kid if they like boys or girls or both isn't a sexualizing question. If you've kissed your partner in front of your kids, then they know what attraction is. Why do you feel the need to make it dirtier than that? Indoctrination. Now, I got banned for asking you this on your Facebook group, and I find it fascinating since... You couldn't answer it, and while it's all over your Facebook campaign, you didn't say it out loud in your video. Indoctrination is defined as the process of teaching a person or group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically. As I told you then, uncritically is the big emphasis for indoctrination. That means that they do not provide other resources or answer questions. For example, the term just have faith is an example of indoctrination because it literally means the answer to your question doesn't matter. Just believe magically that everything will work itself out. I still need some clarification on this because you never answered me before. What specific subjects and areas of study are you calling indoctrination in our schools? please cite your sources via the easy to access educational resources you've mentioned in your video. Moving on beyond the video, Matt and others seem to believe that critical race theory or CRT is being taught in our schools. All I'm going to say about CRT is that no, no, it isn't being taught in our schools. Teaching the actual history of our country is not CRT. Saying that by using the words inclusive, equity, and just talking about the fact that racism exists, is not CRT. That would be like saying teaching first aid is teaching surgery. It may have some similar language, but it isn't being taught in K-12 education. Again, this was really easy information to find just by using a search engine. Anyone who says it is being taught or the state is moving towards adding it to the K-12 curriculum does not understand that it is a high-level college theory and it isn't even being taught in every college. I'll say it again for the people in the back. CRT is not the same as talking about the existence of racism and our shameful history of slavery. Finally, regarding many of the challenging school board candidates, including Matt, I've noticed that they tend to make a lot of false promises regarding changing school policy. Honestly, the way many of these challengers are running their campaigns reminds me a lot of how children run their middle school ASB campaigns, finding a flashy subject like ending homework and promising something that they have no idea they can't deliver. I have a really hard time believing that they don't already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway about the assumption and ability to change state and federal policy via the school board. I literally Googled, can the school board change state policy, Washington state? And came up with the RCW that says, no, no, they can't. They can create and implement any policy they want as long as it doesn't conflict with state. This includes the mask mandate. You literally cannot promise to have our children return to school without a mask. It's a part of state policy. Stop making false promises. So your promises to the parents that you can change any of the things you've been talking about mean nothing. Watching Matt and others promise these things has been entertaining until I noticed that other parents in the district don't understand that fact. They believe you when you say you can change to an opt-in. They believe you when you say that you won't allow CRT into our school district, which is really a gimme since it isn't and won't be. So really it would be just as true to say that the current school board has kept CRT out of schools and we should vote for the incumbents. The reality of the job is that you are shackled to state and federal policy the power afforded isn't much more than an administrative position, which is exactly what the position is. You listen to the parents complain, you help fix the budget, and hopefully you help make the atmosphere a little less toxic for the kids by working within the policy. Maybe you even save one life, one, by letting them know that they are loved and welcomed into this community, And not the outcast the society has been telling them they are for years. I think something we can all agree on is that our society and community isn't perfect, and we should be working to make progress, not halt it or force it backward. If you have a personal ideological stance against sexual education in schools, fine, opt out. There's no reason to try and steal the educational opportunities away from parents who may not have the tools to teach it correctly, or perhaps the kids that don't have parents. Thank you for watching and I appreciate the help to try and correct our community's course. The last thing we need is to vote for the candidates with nothing but false promises and misinformation to offer.
1: Hit that subscribe button to stay updated with us. And any sources we've used in today's episode are below or are available on our website at progressivedevilry.com.